Today is a lucky day for us because we start the practice of mudita today. And I think I said early on that um, the Brahma Viharas allow the heart to respond to all the different circumstances and conditions in life, our own and those of others. Metta lays the general foundation as an attitude of caring and goodwill wish for all beings to be happy. And when that open heart touches suffering, it naturally evokes compassion, described as the trembling of the heart in response to suffering. But when that open heart encounters joy or happiness in ourselves or another, it responds with this quality that's uh, mudita, sometimes translated sympathetic joy, sometimes altruistic joy, sometimes just joy. And this is a wonderful companion to have with us on the journey. So today we get to enjoy the joy of others. We get to enjoy the joy of ourselves. It's kind of interesting, yesterday was uh, Compassion Day and it was gray and rainy. Today is Mudita Day and nature is cooperating. It's bright and partly sunny. So we let that sunshine come in and resonate with us this morning. So in the practice of Mudita, we are encouraged to look on the things that are going really well in our life and in the lives of others that we bring in. And in bringing those to mind, we're reminded that happiness is as much an integral part of life as suffering is, as difficulty is. And we start to understand that all beings have a mix of difficulty and enjoyment in life. It's often said that the... um, positive things in our life slide away from us like Teflon, while the difficult things stick in our mind like Velcro. There's some truth to this, that we, out of wish for protection, tend to focus our perception on the difficulties, the threats, the challenges, the things that might go wrong. But in doing that, our, our thought mechanism is biased. It's inclining to see the problems. And so the practice of mudita helps put the needle back in the center. The Buddha came from the center. He wasn't inclined to see the world predominantly one way or the other. He talked about suffering. He talked about the end of suffering. Both are possibilities. In our lives, in our perceptions, we should have our minds in the middle where we're open to seeing suffering, and we also see the happiness, the joy, the possibility of ending suffering in our experience and in the experience of those around us. So this practice of mudita is wonderful because it connects us to this thread of joy that runs through all the lives of sentient beings. When we start to look, we can find happiness in all sentient beings' experiences. I remember one of my early teachers went into a hospital where a student was um, in a hospital bed 
inside um, a breathing machine. So didn't even have real contact with fresh air. But he asked her how she was doing, and she said, I'm fine. I love it when the sunlight comes in through the window and falls on my face. So even in the midst of what look like really difficult circumstances, there are moments where the pain lifts or where joy comes in. And we can tune into those experiences for any being that we turn our attention to. And when we open to that, we find that mudita has a beautifully uplifting quality for our hearts. So as compassion is a really useful practice when pain is up, mudita is a really helpful practice when you want to pick your mood up a little bit. You know, you're going along or things seem down or a little bit flat. And you just feel it would be helpful to have a little uplift of energy, a little positive outlook on things. The practice of mudita is our way into that. Apart from enlightenment, this is the happiest practice I know of in Buddhism. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you'll enjoy this foray today. So there are a few different phrases you can use for sympathetic joy. They're in your study guide if you want to go back and review them. I'll suggest some uh, during the meditation. The phrase that I've used for many years is, may your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never end. So I like this because it points to the happiness, but it also points to the possibility of its growing. And as practitioners, we know that's possible. Or the second phrase is, I appreciate your happiness and good fortune. So we just tune in to what's going well for the person, and we notice, I appreciate that. It's great that that's happening for you. Another way to say this is, I appreciate the blessings in your life. Or the simplest one is, I'm happy that you're happy. It's a nice sentiment to have. I'm happy that you're happy. And we can feel that a lot. When we're with somebody who is in a happy place, it's contagious. So we resonate. That's why it's called sympathetic. We resonate with each other's happiness. Now, if you read some of the ancient commentaries, they'll say things like, Oh, but you you can do mudita for other people, but you can't do it for yourself. That would be too selfish. So some of the ancient commentaries say, oh, don't do mudita for yourself. That's incorrect understanding. The Buddha never said that. When he talked about practicing mudita, he said, to all as to myself. So it's for all beings. Mudita is for all beings. When we get to ourself... You might want to find a phrase that resonates. It could be something like, I appreciate the blessings in my life. That's kind of unimpeachable. Sometimes, you know... (laughs) No reflection on our current situation. Sometimes if we say, may my happiness and good fortune continue, that might sound like we're cultivating greed. 
So if it rubs you the wrong way, just, you know, I appreciate the blessings of my life. is fine. But see what works for you. And I'll repeat these phrases again as we start the meditation. So we always start the Bhavaviharas where it's easy. And in mudita practice, the easy person is someone you know who's happy or going through a particular space of happiness in their life. Someone whose good fortune is really apparent when you bring them in. So you can start to think about that now. And we'll settle into the meditation. So beginning again, just bring your attention into the present moment. Coming into your experience of the body, with its alertness and relaxation. Bringing your attention into the heart center, the center of the chest. the seat of a lot of our emotional life. And as you connect with your heart center, just feeling the broadness of awareness. that it includes everyone in the room. It expands to outside and nature, all those beings. It doesn't have a clear ending, so we feel that all sentient beings can be included in our awareness. And we remember the foundation of our Brahma-vihara practice as wishing that all beings be well and free from suffering. (coughs) And so expressing that with just the reminder, may all beings be well, happy, and peaceful. And now bringing in someone who, for you, represents a happy person. Someone in your circle of acquaintances whom you know well enough to know that things are going well in their life. So as you bring them in, you might see them with a smile on their face. Remember a time that you've been together? As you connect with them, remember all the things you like about them. There's that foundation of goodwill 
and appreciation. And as you connect with your happy person, bring to mind all the things in their life that are going well or that they enjoy. It could be big things in their life, home, relationship, family, livelihood. It could be small things. Hummingbirds are coming back and they like to put out food. They're going to see a play they've wanted to see. They bought a dress they really like. All the things that make this person happy. And as you connect with all the sources of happiness in this person's life, beginning to express your connection to them with a phrase of mudita. May your happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never end. Or, I appreciate your happiness and good fortune. Or, I appreciate the blessings in your life. Or, I'm happy that you're happy. You can play with these phrases, find your own, And again, in this practice, we just use one phrase. There may be multiple clauses. So repeating to your happy person the phrase that expresses your gladness at their happiness.
From time to time, coming back with your attention into the heart center. Feeling in the body the effect of the meditation. And noticing whatever emotion is there in response to the mudita wish. Again, we don't try to force any particular feeling in relation to the happy person. We're just inclined to seeing the happiness in their life. And repeat the phrase. Staying open to whatever emotion might come out of that.
And now letting go of the connection to the happy person. And bringing in the connection to yourself. Feeling your body and mood in sitting here. Bringing up an image of yourself somewhere you've been content, happy, enjoying things. And as you connect with yourself, bringing to mind all the things that are going well in your life now. All the different sources of happiness that are in your life. Big things. Little things. Silly things you might not even ever tell anybody else. Like you enjoyed lunch yesterday. All of us here have so much to be thankful for. Including our refuge in Buddha Dharma Sangha. Warm, dry, and fed. And then expressing this appreciation for the happiness in your life by directing the mudita phrase to yourself. May my happiness and good fortune continue. May they increase. May they never end. Or I appreciate the blessings in my life. Or I appreciate my happiness and good fortune. So continuing to connect with these sources of happiness and sending the mudita phrase to yourself.
And now letting go of the focus on yourself and bringing to mind either your benefactor or good friend, whichever you feel inclined to, the person you've been using for these few days. Feel their presence with you. You might see an image of them, you might say their name. Remember what you like about them. You hold them with friendly eyes. And then bring to mind all the things you know of that are going well in their life currently. All their sources of happiness, big ones and little ones. As they come to mind and repeating your phrase of mudita for this person, your friend or benefactor. May your happiness and good fortune continue. I'm happy that you're happy.
As you go through the day today, making your practice primarily rooted in the practice of metta and loving kindness for self, benefactor, and friend, as we've been doing, this will lay the stable foundation for the opening of the heart. But as throughout the day you come upon instances of joy in yourself or in these other people, you might just turn to the mudita reflection a short period of time and see how that feels. It's a good practice to make friends with. It's really a wonderful ally on the journey and the bringing about the uplifting of the heart. And then tomorrow we will move into loving kindness for all beings. So we'll begin to move in a spacious direction beginning tomorrow. Um, it might be worth saying just a little bit about the near and far enemy with mudita. The near enemy is, um, and this is in the uh, study guide, elation, something like elation or over-exuberance. And what I think of it as is when you start to feel joy and there's an element of grasping that comes in and you start to spin out with thoughts about it. Oh, now that I'm this happy, I'll be able to do this in my life. or Things like that. So I think of elation as um, getting a little attached and, and whipping up the positive feelings through thinking about them. The far enemy is envy. So especially this comes up with friends. We bring in a friend, we're looking at what's going well in their life, we think, hmm, might be going a little too well for them. Why is my life not going quite that well? If they have that much happiness, they must be stealing some of mine, whatever. So the comparing mind comes in, conceit can come in. But we just notice that, let the envy or elation be, try to come back into balance. If the envy feels you know, quite strong, we might go back to someone we don't have that kind of comparing mind toward. Return to metta or return to mudita for someone else. So just to be on the lookout for those particular hindrances with the mudita practice. And again, if you have a moment uh, during the day to do a little metta practice for a neutral person and a difficult person, then that kind of um, paves the way conceptually for all beings. Once you've found that you can extend to neutral and difficult people, then okay, it's possible to extend to all beings. That's the logic in it. But you don't need to spend a lot of time with those two. Okay, do you have any questions this morning? Lyle? How difficult? Uh, Good question. Not the most difficult. You know, I'd recommend picking someone where there's... Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.